0: 65 days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast.
1: What's up, Packer fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Pack a Day podcast. I'm your host, Andy Herman. You can follow me on Twitter at Andy Herman NFL. The very last day of Packers training camp 2023 was a hot, extremely hot and sweaty practice. You could tell some of the players had a little bit of an issue with the heat. You know, Matt LaFleur had already called out one player previously, Emmanuel Wilson, for some of the conditioning. Probably not the worst thing in the world to get some high 90s weather, you know, in the heat and kind of go through a two hour long practice. This was one where, you know, I, I think I was talking to Pete Doherty and he's mentioning like a lot of running today. Like, yeah, you could tell they ran the ball a ton early and often. And I think that was a little bit of a sort of conditioning day for Green Bay to say the least. But as I mentioned, heat was definitely out there. You could tell maybe it affected a couple guys, a lot of guys down on one knee, getting some extra water, etc. We'll start with the bad news first from practice. The first thing is that there were a few injuries that took place and people dropping out of practice. The first one, Devontae Wyatt, he dropped out. It sounds like this might be heat slash exhaustion slash whatever related. It sounds like he was in the locker room after I did not have the opportunity to go to the locker room availability, but it sounds like he was there talking in good spirits, etc. So doesn't seem like anything serious with Wyatt, but he did drop out and did not return. We'll see if he is practicing on Thursday. Anthony Johnson Jr. was an interesting one. So I'm watching everyone on the defense come out of the, the lot or the Don Hudson Center and go and and you know go out and get ready to practice. And everyone's out, and then Anthony Johnson comes out with the team. He he does not look right like, at all. Like he looks like he's limping. And I'm like, I mentioned Paul Brettel was standing next to me. And I'm like, is, is there something wrong with Anthony Anthony Johnson Jr.? It doesn't look right, but here he's going out to practice. Sure enough, a couple minutes later, he makes his way into the Hudson Center, walking with kind of a limp and just, again, just doesn't look right. Looks like he maybe got taped up inside. He ends up making his way back out and returning to practice, testing things out again. Still didn't look right. And sure enough, two minutes later, he's back in the Hudson Center. So, Kudos to him for trying to play through it and practice through it and, and just, you know, kind of get through an injury and, and do it the best he could. But you could tell immediately from the time that he was going out onto the practice field till the time that he left that he just did not look right. So, not a doctor, not pretending to be a doctor, have no idea what the ailment or injury was. But uh, like I said, didn't didn't look to be a, a natural gate as he was sort of running a- along with everything. And, and again, tried to make it out to practice a couple times, just couldn't do it. And we'll see what happens through the remainder of this week. A player that you would love to see play in the, the preseason game this Saturday, but you know they're going to be cautious. My guess is he won't practice on Thursday. No practice on Thursday probably means no game on Saturday, but fingers crossed he's just okay tomorrow and ready to go. Then... You had uh, Christian Watson who went down and I didn't see the play. It looked like Douglas was by him. I don't know if it was non-contact or what, but like kind of stayed down for a moment and Douglas is like, you you okay? And you know, whatever. Um, I don't know what he said, but you could just tell you there seemed to be some level of concern. And then, you know, Watson eventually popped up and he goes back and he, you know, meets with a trainer for a little bit. And you're worried like, oh my goodness, like like, maybe it's just time to end practice, right? Thankfully, he was fine. The very next team drill, he was out there ready to go. He did not drop out of practice. He he was fine the rest of practice. And uh, like I said, no, no injury concern there at all at this point, but you, just those scary moments, right? And then last but not least, you had a moment where somehow Darnell Savage and uh, Romeo Dobbs ended up colliding and just getting like tangled up. Like It was a very, very awkward play. And you looked at it and you didn't know like who got the worst of it, were both guys going to be hurt. Romeo Dobbs was able to get up and walk it off and he was totally fine for the remainder of practice. Not so much for Darnell Savage. He walked away, went with a trainer. He stayed on the sidelines, but did not return to practice either. You could tell Nixon and, and Jair were like, you know, they wanted to say like, Hey, are you okay? And, you know, wanted to see if he was okay and so on and so forth, but he did not return to practice in any capacity. So no idea if any of these are. No concern whatsoever. They're going to be back at practice Thursday. If there's some, we just don't know at this point. So Watson totally fine. He returned and was good to go. But Devontae Wyatt, Anthony Johnson Jr. and Darnell Savage all dropped out of practice. Did not return. It seems like Wyatt's going to be fine based on the you know interviews and and things like that in the in the locker room after. But Anthony Johnson Jr. and Darnell Savage not so sure. With AJJ and Darnell Savage both going out of practice. It did look like Tyrell Ford, who had been playing at corner and did continue to play some corner as well, did get a couple looks back at safety. He was kind of a hybrid corner safety and like initially listed at safety on the depth chart. He's been corner as of late, but he might be a player that gets some time at safety in preseason if both Savage and Anthony Johnson Jr. are unable to play. Now let's talk about Jordan Love next. He had a phenomenal day until the two-minute drill at the very end of practice. So two minute drill down by seven, own 30 yard line, minute plus left, one timeout. Gets a I think either at least one first down. I think he was you know driving towards the second first down and, and you know the drive had looked pretty decent to start off with. I think it was like a third or I think it was like a third down play. But either way, he forces a ball into Romeo Dobbs. It was uh you know sort of dual possession for a little bit but you know, uh Razul Douglas ultimately ripped it away from him and ended up with the interception. Probably not the throw that Jordan wanted to make in that specific situation. As I mentioned, it was kind of like a 50-50. Both players had a chance at it. Razul was the one, I think, who had a better chance and did ultimately come away with it. But Razul had the pick. He ends a very strong training camp overall. Did have the one play in camp where he got beat on the deep ball against the Patriots. But outside of that, Razul had a very, very nice training camp and a way to, you know, really end his, you know, official training camp. Camp with an interception in the end of the two-minute drill. And you were a little bit more fine with it from a Jordan Love and offensive standpoint because Jordan Love, up until that point, had been fantastic on the day. He had two absolute wild wow throws. We'll go through kind of all the throws that stood out to me. Uh, first of all, you had a play that it, it's coming right. So Tucker Kraft is like kind of coming up the seam. And it's kind of like, I don't know if it was like a delayed route or what it was, but he's coming up the seam. And it almost looked like Jordan, he's going to the right. I don't know if it was like a setup screen or what, what it was, but he's like coming right. And it looks to me and where I was standing, like it was almost like a no look pass up the seam where he knew exactly where Tucker Craft was going to be. The whole defense starts to bite inside and love just hit him in stride. And it's a big gain down the middle of the field. I immediately like, was like, whoo, and like looked over to Paul Brettel and he was like, whoo. like you could tell, like, it was just like, it was a, we had a great vantage point on it to exactly what. Jordan was doing. He manipulated the defense the entire time. And then either no look or maybe like a quick glance at best got back to, to Tucker Kraft. Kraft is running up the seam. Love hits him in stride, and it's a big game down the middle of the field. So that was the first one. And then in a I think it was a red zone period, he's got Luke Musgrave in, you know, running a, I think like a deep, you know, kind of corner route in sort of the back of the end zone, Rudy Ford is in coverage and Love puts it in a picture perfect spot for Musgrave. Musgrave goes up and gets it. Rudy Ford has no chance and Musgrave comes down and I don't think he knew where he was. I think he thought he had plenty of end zone left when in fact he was in the very back of the end zone, Musgrave should have come down with that with two feet. It's a play he has to make. He knew it immediately after the fact, like he was frustrated himself for not realizing it. He would have been able, I think, to just easily toe tap down, but I just think he thought he had tons of, you know, leeway left in the back of the end zone to make that play instead First foot down in bounds, second foot down out of bounds, and it's a harmless incompletion. What should have been a awesome touchdown play. So that's some of the rookie and learning stuff that you're going to get from a very young offense. But up until that point, up until that second foot came down out of bounds, it was a picture perfect play. And you don't you don't discredit Jordan and his throw and his read and everything he did on that play because Musgrave made the mistake, right? It was a beautiful pass, should have been a touchdown, and really, really good stuff from Jordan. Hello, friends. As many of you know, a few years back, the Milwaukee Bucks were in the NBA Finals, and I desperately wanted to go to Game 6 in Milwaukee to see them win the championship. As you can imagine, prices were insane, and I kept going back and forth with different apps to try and find the cheapest tickets possible. I finally found them, clicked purchase, and of course, they were gone. Goodbye, Game 6 of the NBA Finals. Now, thankfully, the day of the game, I was able to find a ticket, but the entire thing was so expensive and way too stressful. I really wish I could have simply used GameTime to alleviate all of the stress and all of the hassle. I've started using GameTime app for purchasing all of my tickets, and I wish I would have done so sooner. From low prices to to easy-to-find tickets to last-minute ticket deals, the GameTime app is perfect for all of my ticket needs. GameTime is the fastest-growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. You can get images of your seat before you buy, you can buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two clicks only in fact, and tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never need to dig through your email. The GameTime guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, GameTime will credit you 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets without the stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code PACKADAY for $20 off your first purchase. That's code P-A-C-K-A-D-A-Y. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code PACKADAY for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. And then coming back after that, this is the same situation as yesterday. It was, I think, 17 seconds left. You're on the opposing team's 25-yard line. It's a tie game. It could either be an end-of-half or end-of-game situation. I think it's more of like end-of-half because at end-of-game, you would be much more conservative, right? So it's got to be the end of a half. And you're trying to maybe get in the end zone or at least give yourself better field goal range but you don't, you know, and you want to take the clock down a little, but you can't get caught with running out the clock and not having any time to kick the field goal. Yesterday, it was uh, Christian Watson who came down with the touchdown in this scenario from Jordan Love and Sean Clifford. They ended up running out of time. He couldn't get the spike down and they ran out of time and didn't get any points out of it, right? So they're running that same situation again. First play, just like yesterday. Yesterday, was Christian Watson for the touchdown. This play, Luke Musgrave, this was a beauty of a throw. Musgrave is coming in the back of the end zone. Love's got to get it up over the linebackers, but you know, before the end of the end zone and he throws it where only Musgrave can get it up and over the linebacker and in a position where Musgrave can make a sliding catch in the back of the end zone, still get, you know, full body control in without being out of bounds. Love threw the ball exactly where it needed to be. There was a sliver of an opportunity to complete that pass. Love made it happen. Also knowing with where he put the ball, if Musgrave doesn't catch it, it's either A, like slightly out of bounds or B, it's going to be incomplete, meaning that the clock is going to stop. You're not at risk for running out the clock or anything like that. The ball was amazing. Musgrave did a phenomenal job of making a sliding catch for the touchdown. And it was just all around amazing play by the offense. That was the type of day that it had been on offense. Consistent completions, more crossing routes that were really, really good, more out routes that were really, really good from Jordan. Up until the final interception to Douglas, I thought that was his best day of practice. Just like it was the complete... Like full story of everything he had sort of learned at training camp up until that point. And he put it together in the final day of practice up until the final interception where, again, he had, he's done such an amazing job of, of taking care of the football throughout the course of training camp that you're willing to have a little bit of forgiveness there. And it, it was more of a tip your cap moment for Razul Douglas than I thought it was like a horrible, awful decision by Love. Would he like to have it back? Yes. Do I think it was the right read and the right throw? No. But it wasn't an egregious mistake either. Again, 50-50 ball. Both players had their hands on it. Douglas ultimately wins it out, and that ends the two-minute drive. But outside of that one throw that again was contested 50-50, it was a phenomenal day for Jordan and really a phenomenal way to end training camp officially. Still a lot of practices left. Well, the media will be out there tomorrow and another practice that will feel the same as every other training camp practice, just without fans, but still official end of training camp. And you love to see that sort of day from, from Jordan Love. One other shout out really quick here, Jadakiss Bonds, two straight awesome days. So in seven on seven yesterday, he beat his corner quarterback, just didn't get it to him, but it would have been a big play down the field if they did. Then later in practice, him and uh, Alex Magoo get a ninety-yard touchdown pass down the sideline, where he just went—he completely beat the corner, made the catch, and then you know, huge touchdown down the field. In this particular practice, he's got uh, what—he beat um, Hooper on on the right side in the, in uh, team drills. And Clifford hit him in stride. I don't know if it was a touchdown or if it was just a big gain, but either way, really fantastic play there. And then in Sean Clifford's two-minute drill, he hits him on about a 30-yard deep corner route, and I thought Bonds did a awesome, awesome job on really adjusting to the ball and you know making sure that he was going to catch the ball, but then also getting out of bounds. Like just really, really good stuff from Bonds. Who early in camp, like in and going back to OTAs and mini camps and whatnot. I didn't, I didn't see much from him. He was dropping passes. It just didn't look like he was ready. He's made a significant jump. What that means for him is he's in the practice squad conversation. I would say him, Cody Crest, Bo Melton, you know, those sort of players very much in the, the practice squad conversation now, but two really nice back-to-back days for Jada Kispans. Last but not least, Sean Clifford, very last two minute drive, same situation as Jordan Love, down seven, own 30 yard line, minute something left, one timeout. He drives the team all the way down, gets the opportunity, uh, you know, down in, inside the 20 yard line, throws a touchdown pass to Grant Dubose, who really did a nice job on his route. Little double move from on the inside in the slot got the corner to bite, then, uh, you know, continued his route upfield, high-pointed the ball, came down with it two feet down, touchdown in the end zone from Sean Clifford. They went for two and for the win, rolling to the right, one of those little rollout two-point plays where the slot guy's trying to get out on a quick out. Watts beats Gaines on the quick out, also Dubose beat Gaines in the slot as well. Not a great series for Innis Gaines, but, uh, Watts beats him on the out. Clifford hits him in stride on the very last play of the very last training camp practice of 2023. Sean Clifford to deuce Watts, two-point conversion, offense gets the win, and it was kind of a fun way to end training camp 2023. That was pretty much all. Jordan Love stayed after practice an extremely long time to high-five fans, sign a ton of autographs, there's more to QB1 in Green Bay than just the stuff on the field. You are the face of the franchise. You are that guy that everyone's looking at. And Jordan Love has handled that aspect of it with flying ace. Like just, he's been amazing, right? And, um, you know, he's, he's really been, you know, a spectacular locker room presence and, you know, face of the franchise and those sort of things. He's done all of those things perfectly. And he deserves a lot of credit for that as well. His on-field stuff continues to be a step in the right direction. Really nice practice overall through the course of the day on Wednesday and then continues to handle himself with with class as well. So cool to see that. That's going to do it for me today. Thanks so much for joining me. We'll be right back here tomorrow with a full breakdown of today's practice, but until next time, and as always, Go Pack Go!